BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. And welcome on in to another episode of NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Whelan Engineering. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. I'm MRN pit reporter Chris Wilner. Kyle Ricky, MRN turn announcer, joining us from Connecticut, where he will soon be on a plane headed to Daytona and Speed Weeks to kick off the 2023 season. But Kyle, we had the World Series of Asphalt kickoff down about 15 minutes south of, of the Daytona International Speedway in New Smyrna. Uh, dodged a lot of rain, but somehow, some way, we got a bulk of the racing in, at least the early part of the week, and it all kicked off on Saturday night. The big show, the Ground Pounders, as the Wheel and Modified Tour kicked off its season, the longest season in 20 years for that series, and it was Ron Silk picking up the win. But boy, we had some good races down there to kickstart the week. Yeah, some incredible races uh, headlined by the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour. The final 30, 35 laps of that, that event. Uh, there were five or six cars under a blanket, dicing it up. I think there were four different leaders, four consecutive laps. Uh, Matt Hirschman was a part of that battle. Justin Bonsignor, Doug Kobe, uh, among others, including race winner Ron Silk, picking up his first win in a couple of seasons after a bit of a winless drought last year on the tour. Uh, a thriller, a sold-out crowd at New Smyrna. It was a great way to start the year. Um, fortunately, after the race at range, they only got uh, one other event in. Connor Jones won the pro late model race. That was kind of the theme of the first weekend of racing down there. Uh, Friday night, they only have one race complete. Um, the sportsman featured Derek Griffith, uh, super late model standout, uh, picked yeah. up his first sportsman win. And then on Sunday night, uh, William Zawalich picked up the super late model win. And on and uh, in the pro late models, Carson Brown claimed his first ever checkered flag at the World Series, holding off Katie Hedinger, who took the lead right as the caution flag came out. And she she was in second spot at the line by six thousandths of a second. And she said post-race, you know, another seven thousandths of a second, and I would have had that race won. But unfortunately, it didn't uh, turn out to be in her favor, and she settled for second. But uh, some great racing over the first few nights down there at New Smyrna Speedway. Absolutely. And with so much going on down there in the Daytona area, we're not going to have one, folks. We're going to have two guests for you on this week's episode of NASCAR Coast to Coast. Ron Silk, we just talked about him picking up the Modified Tour win. He'll be on the phone as well as we're talking all things Arkham Menard Series, of course, kicking off 60 years of running at Daytona with their season opener, the Lucas Oil 200, coming up this Saturday. And uh, we're going to have Bill Venturini on coming up here in segment number two, owner of Venturini Motorsports, of course, going for six in a row at Daytona. So lots going on as we kick off the 2023 season. Hey, also, uh, there were some late model stock cars that were running this weekend as well. Also dodging the rain, a little bit of a late start down in Florence. Dale Earnhardt Jr. running the Icebreaker 125. He didn't really have, they really didn't have a good showing. 17th place finish for Dale Jr. And uh, also not a great start to the year for Carson Quapple, but it was Doug Barnes Jr. who picked up the win. A really good start to his season 
down there at uh, the icebreaker 125 and Caden Honeycutt after disqualification picked up second. Uh, so great racing so far. I didn't even get to watch much of that one, but I caught the end of it. And Doug Barnes Jr. had to really wheel to hold off a hard charging Caden Honeycutt in the rest of the field. Yeah, he started on the pole, I think led all but 15 laps, but there were some challenges. Uh, you mentioned Connor Hall. He was challenging for the race lead. You had Caden Honeycutt, Mason Diaz uh, among the top five. Dale Earnhardt Jr. said it was a humbling experience uh, for him and, and his whole junior motorsports team. Didn't never really crack the top 10 all day. Both he and Carson uh, mired back in the pack, 15th and 17th or, or 17th and 19th at the finish. So, and again, it was a race. I'm not quite sure how they got it in. Uh, it was like a hundred percent chance of rain all day <laughs> on Saturday uh, in Florence, South Carolina, but somehow, some way they found a window took advantage of it and got the event completed in its full distance. So congratulations to Doug on, on picking up a dominant win on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, I'm glad they did because it was pouring here in Charlotte for much of the day. All right, we've got Bill Venturini coming up next. And that means the Arkham Nard Series kicks off its season. 41 entries on the slate for Daytona coming up this weekend. And Kyle, there were 60 at the test earlier this offseason. Uh, big things ahead for the Arkham Nard Series especially with when you talk about the championship wide open this year with a lot of those uh, perennial favorites that we've seen now make the jump to either the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series or the NASCAR Xfinity Series, including last year's champion, Nick Sanchez. Roger Carruth is gone, obviously, now running in the Truck Series. And, of course, uh, plenty of others, including Daniel Dye, uh, Raja's teammate, coming up this year as well. So who are we watching for this year? Plenty of names that could probably throw their name in the hat for a, a possible either Daytona win or a championship this year. Yeah, that's a good question. Top five in point or top four in points a year ago are gone. You can add Sammy Smith to that list as well as drivers that are moving up to NASCAR's National Series. So who finished fifth in points last year, right? Uh, Greg Van Alls, very yeah. consistent, uh, you know, never really challenged for a win, but had the budget to run the entire season. And it looks like this season he's going to have the same budget able to run full-time uh, all 20 events. So I look for him to at least contend for the championship with his small family team, uh, Christian Rose going full-time with AM racing. That was announced at that test a couple of weeks ago. And how about Frankie Munez uh, joining the Arkham Menard series full-time this year with Rhett Jones racing. Uh, look for him to challenge for a, a title in his first full stock car season. Yeah, it was one of the big off-season news was Frankie announcing he's going to run full-time. Obviously, the star of Malcolm in the Middle and, and his acting career, but he's been a serious racer for some time. Not a lot of people know that he's been dipping his feet in anything uh, with four wheels and a motor uh, since his acting career kind of started to slow down a little bit. And this is his first big national opportunity to run full-time. He's kind of gaslighted some, uh, some different series over the course of the last probably 10 years or so. But this is a huge opportunity for Frankie, Rhett Jones Racing uh, with Amber Balkan full-time with them last year. Now it's Frankie's turn to kind of make some waves in the Arkham Menard series. And, and, and his test back about a month or two ago was pretty good. I mean, he was in the top 10 for some of those practice sessions. So I expect Frankie to make some news as well. I uh, also want to mention Rev, uh, Rev Racing, who had the two championship contenders and the eventual champion last year, Nick Sanchez, going with LeVar Scott and Jack Wood, who we saw in the truck series for GMS last year uh, at the helm for at least Daytona and some races to be announced. So some drivers moving around, some new drivers coming in. Jesse Love, though, one of the drivers that we have pegged, one to watch as well. Two-time ARCA West champion making the full-time run in the Arkham Menard series, again, now as he becomes older and able to run the bigger tracks, Kyle, another stalwart that Venturini Motorsports should be one to watch this year. Yeah, has a lot of uh, 
part-time experience last year, getting his feet wet in some of the bigger tracks as he was able to, I guess, age in to these to the to the national series and run those high-speed racetracks. So, and he did well. He was a contender uh, in most of the events that he competed in. So, I look for uh, for Jesse Love to contend for uh, many race wins and possibly a championship this year. So that race again, 1.30 p.m. Saturday on MRN. You can hear the call from Daytona International Speedway. But we're going to dive into a little bit of one of those championship favorites, the team that has been around since 1983, the longest tenured team in the Arkham Nard Series. That is Venturini Motorsports, back with a full slate of drivers, some full-time, some part-time drivers, including some young racers that we've followed along their careers here on MRN Coast to Coast. But the man behind it all is Bill Venturini. He's on the line coming up next. We'll talk to him here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Whelan Engineering. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and warning systems for the automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Whelan products are designed, sourced, and manufactured in America and tested on site to meet the toughest industry standards. Whelan Engineering, manufactured in America for over 70 years. We never left, and we're here to stay. The NASCAR season is here, and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing Inc. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. And welcome back into NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Wheelan Engineering. As promised, Bill Venturini now joining us via Zoom. Bill, it's about to get busy here. Daytona this weekend kicking off 60 years of ARCA at the World Center of Racing. Your team ready to go, obviously. Uh, what's the excitement level for you guys as you go venture down to Daytona this week? Well, you know, you, you mentioned 60 years in ARCA racing there. This is my... This will be our 50th year for me for racing and uh, 41 years in ARCA. So we've been doing this a long time. So we're excited. You know, everything will be loaded up and uh, ready to go. 60 years of racing at Daytona. We'll talk about this year in a moment. But first, what's your earliest memory of going to the World Center of Racing down there in Central Florida? Oh, my gosh. Um, 19... Well, I raced... Uh, New Smyrna in 1981, I think it was the, the World Series asphalt thing. And um, I know we went to Daytona, and I remember going, pulling into the track for the first time, and I go, I told my wife, oh, my gosh, I can't wait till someday we'd ever race here. And then in 82, uh, I ran my first race um, at Daytona. And I told my wife, I said, that's it. I don't care if I never race again. I've, I've fulfilled my dream. Who would ever think I'd still be doing it, you know, 
40 some years later, still racing ARCA there. But um, even today, you still kind of, you get, you get little chills when you drive under the tunnel, you know, it's just kind of cool. Take me back to 1982 when Venturini Motorsports was kind of founded. I mean, what was that like getting the team up and up and running? Obviously now looking back at your history, uh, a, a stalwart of the series for, for decades, but what was it like kind of getting things underway uh, back in the uh, 1982 season? Well, actually I only ran one or two races. I, I actually ran, it started in 83 was when I ran ARCA the full time, but um, I had been racing locally in Rockford Speedway and Waukegan around the Chicagoland area. And then in 83, we went to Daytona and uh, I trying to think where I finished. I think I finished like sixth or something like that. So um, no, I must even run better than that. I don't even remember. All I know is we were leading the points after Daytona. So I says, all right, we're going to go to Nashville was the second race. So I says, well, we'll go to, we'll go to Nashville. We'll see what happens. So we went to Nashville. I finished second at Nashville. Now I know, oh, well, we're still leading the points. I said, all right. I told my says, well, I don't know if we can afford to do this, but we're going to run the full ski full season um, until, uh, until I am no longer the points leader. I led the points all the way to the last race of the year. And I finished second by what is it, 15 points, which was three positions. Um, and then I was hooked. I mean, I just, that, that's when I started ARC and that was um, the start of Venturini Motorsports, so to speak. You know, Bill, you know, I raced 10 years before that locally, but it was, um, it was just under, you know, I didn't have an established a company name or anything like that. Well, once we started to run ARCA, we did. So that's, that's how it began. And I, actually, I started racing on my honeymoon. Um, really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. We, I got married and uh, my dad used to race in the fifties at Soldiers Field and O'Hare Stadium in the Chicagoland area. And he, he said, as long as I lived in his house, I couldn't race. So my wife was a race, a race fan too. So my, I had a two weeks vacation to get married. My dad gave me two, I was a mechanic at his gas station. And we, the first week we went on our honeymoon, the second week we came back and I bought a race car and I've been racing ever since. So <laughs> that's awesome. That is a fantastic story. Yeah. And we're set. I'll we're be set 70 to do too. Yeah. yeah. Next, well, February 14th, I turned 70. So. Wow. And we're set to do it again this Saturday, another series opener. How does your fleet of cars look in your fleet of drivers? I know you got some, uh, some ladies back on the team again here this season as well, after a great test session last month. Yeah, we're, we're, we're in good shape. Um, you know, we, we've, and I, I take pride in saying this, we've won five times, five times in a row now at Daytona. So, you know, um, we don't go, we go hoping to win or run good. We don't go expecting to win. Um, we've got a good, good field of cars. Um, actually the two women did an excellent job testing down there, Amber and, uh, um, oh my gosh. Tony Bridinger. <laughs> yeah. Tony only. I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think Gustine, Tony, Jesse Love. Uh, they all did a great job. Uh, Jesse was, um, Jesse's the only one that's never been to Daytona. So that, that was kind of new for him. He, he had a little catching up to do, but he was good by the second day. The first day he was a little, you know, he, he come back in and I said, how you doing? He goes, I got to catch my breath. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of those, but, uh, we're excited. I'm, I mean, um, we got a good fleet of cars and, um, 
the the women show they can handle it. So we're 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 kind of pretty optimistic. We we think we should be all right. You guys are the longest tenured you know program in the Arkham Menard series, but you know, especially the last probably decade or so, it's been all about the driver development. You just mentioned Jesse Love, another up and comer coming through your program. You've had drivers like Corey Heim and, and, and such through the past. What is it about the driver development part of your program that you take pride in? I got to give all that credit to my son, Billy. Um, I think it was 12 years ago. You know, he was still driving. For, it was a family run operation. And I was at the point where, uh, technically we couldn't do it anymore. Couldn't afford to do it. And I said, well, Billy, I said, you know, I'm sorry, but there's no way I can keep funding it for you to race. And he says, well, dad, I don't want to get out of the business. I want to stay in the business. I said, all right, I'll tell you what, I'll give you a part of the company. You, uh, take it and run with it. I'll support you, but you have to run it. You have to grow it. You do what you want with it. Um, I didn't think he'd create such a, and I, I tell him you created a monster. Now we got to feed it every year. Um, you know, I didn't think we'd get as big as we were or as successful as we are, but I got to give that off to my son. And, uh, Joey Logano was our first driver development driver ever. So, um, you know, I guess we can't complain. He's a two time cup champion now. So, um, I think there's between the truck series and Xfinity and, and cup, there's 28 drivers that have come through our program right now. So, um, it's been good. It was hard for me, you know, you know, being a family run team my whole life. And it was only me or my son that ever drove our cars, you know, to see some of these young kids get in our cars. I was at the first, I, I got really upset stomachs when I saw these young kids get in our cars and I thought, what am I crazy putting these kids? I had a, you know, uh, uh, Justin Haley, <laughs> he was 14 and he was testing with something and he couldn't even, he didn't even know how to drive a four speed back then. Um, and I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, I'm putting these kids in this, these, in our cars. We're nuts, but it's worked out good. My son's been a good program. Yep. Five consecutive wins at Daytona looking for six this week as a series as a whole, uh, another 20 race schedule this year, uh, back on dirt, short tracks, super speedways, road courses, a little bit of everything for the Arkham Menard series. Again, for you being in this series now for, for decades, uh, how do you see the health? of the Arkham Menard series in 2023. You know, you, you hear some of the naysayers, you know, say Arca's not doing good. And I, but look, we've got what, 41 cars entered for this race. It's, it's the best field we've had in um, eight or nine years, something like that. You know, the pandemic didn't help. You know, that, that scared a lot of people. Changing the, new, changing the rules when we went to the Elmore Motor, that scared a lot of people. Going to the five-star body, um, as a whole, you know, I was very optimistic about it. I thought, oh, you know, what's going to happen? And uh, it was a learning learning process for all of us as car owners. But the way the program is now, it's actually saving us money compared to the way we were. And I see everyone now sees that, you know, since NASCAR took over, you know, we thought it'd be a big boost in, in our a shot in the arm, but uh, it's taken time. Um but I think it's growing. And for the last three years, every everywhere we go, there's bigger car counts and there's more quality cars. That That's the big key. I don't care if you have, you know, back, you know, there were seven or eight teams. Now there's 12, 15, you know, even sometimes 20 cars that could possibly win today in the ARCA series. Um, there's, um, there's no disparity like there used to be. It, it's, it, they've really gotten us all closer together. And, um, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I'm hoping it's another great year for us. 
You mentioned some of the drivers that are going to be taking part in Daytona, but I know you've got some youngsters that aren't even old enough to compete at the big tracks like William Sawalich and and Connor Mozak. They're going to be coming running kind of a part-time deal for your team this season. As a, as an owner, and obviously I know you said Billy kind of runs a lot of the driver development stuff, but how do you find these young kids? Because I know we have a lot of viewers that maybe are getting their careers underway or on the short tracks around America. How do What kind of you know things do you look for in a young talent uh, for, for the next driver that will go through your program and hopefully on to the next level? Well, you know, as a lot of people know, we're we're Toyota's driver development program. So we're we're uh, we're backed by Toyota. They send us um probably about 80% of the the kids or drivers that come through our program are recommended through Toyota or have come through the ranks through the Toyota program, through the Keith Keith Coates midget series, you know, and then uh, they run some of the late model stuff and then they go from us. And up until this, up until last year, they went from us to Kyle Busch to the truck series. You know, that was the progression through the Toyota program. Now, um, now we're going to start to feed them through the, um, what is it called? The, Oh, the tri uh right. Tricon is that what Tricon it's called? Garage, yes, Tricon yes. Garage. formerly formerly DGR, yes. Yeah, I mean, Tricon Garage, Legacy Motor Club, all of these new names has got everyone confused in this industry. But yeah, through DGR, you know, um, that's where Corey's at right now. You know, so he's going there. Um, so I, I think that's going to be our transition. But between um, my son Billy finds all of them. I, I got to tell you. I, I don't even know some of the drivers that come through our program um, until the, until I find out from my son. And uh, now in October, we usually test. Uh, we take take two days of testing, and we go up to like Motor Mile, and we test anywhere from six to twelve kids. Um, spend two days up there, and everybody gets a half a day in the car, and then um, Billy Billy's the one that decides then out of those kids. Okay, well let's look at them, and then he'll say, all right, let's you know he'll talk to the guys at Toyota and say, I think these kids are worth you know pursuing a little more, and let's look at them and go from there. You know, unfortunately, and you guys know this, you know this isn't like baseball where you can bring your glove and bat and, and show how good you are. Unfortunately, it costs millions of dollars to run programs. And, and there's a lot of kids out there that are probably better, you know, as good as anyone that comes through our program, but they don't have the money to fund it. And that's the part I don't like about our industry. And it's not just ARCA, it's everywhere. Look at the late models, you know, um, even the, the legends cars today, you know, uh, it's just, I hate it. But it's part of the program and, you know, just got to make the best of it and, and do what we can do. My final question for you, back to Daytona Saturday, looking for six in a row. You've won the last two with, with Corey Heim. Uh, what's it mean to go to Victory Lane as a car owner at Daytona International Speedway? Wow, that's really a loaded question, you know. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh Dream come true. I'll tell you that. Never did I ever imagine ever winning at Daytona. Um, you know, I was just happy enough to go there just to compete, you know, and then uh, when I was racing there, you know, I never won at Daytona. I still hold a track record there, but I never won there. Uh, and the best I ever finished was second, yep. but um, something special. And, and even, you know, if I'll guarantee if we win six, I'll be crying in victory lane. I'm, you know, my, my grandkids and my, my son tease me all the time, you know, Oh, good old grandpa, you know, do something. You'll get them to cry. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very emotional and uh, I'm sure if we win six, <laughs> I'll be crying. <laughs> we so, talked, we talked. Go, go ahead. ahead. 
No, I was just going to say we talked about 60 years and there's been a lot of crying because you guys have 77 wins, three driver championships. Is there any moments that stick out in your mind as you get set to be a part of what now your 50th year in this sport? And obviously with your team being around since 1983, I mean, what what sticks out in your mind as some of those memories that 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 stick out as you get ready to kick off yet another season? For me personally, um, setting the track record at Daytona and Talladega, those those are things that. I'm still very proud of, you know, fastest man in ARCA history. So that's cool. Um, winning um, the championship, but I got to put, when my son Billy won his first race at, at, at uh, Salem Speedway, that meant so much to me. Um, that, and I got to tell you, meeting all, I, the part that's changed for me is meeting all these young drivers that become, I want to say part of our family. You know, Christian Eckes, um, Corey Heim, Jesse loves one right now. He's just, he's, my wife's taking him under her arm. She's like, she treats him like my own kid. Uh, Steve Arpin, guys like that, you know, just um, uh, Christopher Bell. I mean, he was fantastic to have drive for us. Um, it just, that part makes it really neat. Um, and then also, you know, I had the all-female pit crew, which was my wife's idea, and between us both and to have female drivers, it's kind of been our theory. If, if you look at the history of us, we seem to always have a female driving for us all out of all of the years we've been doing it. And I think that's, um, that's a testament to, you know, we're, we're open-minded. I mean, I have no problem putting women in our cars. As a matter of fact, um, we look forward to it. So eh, kind of neat. Well, absolutely, Bill, and thank you for so much that you've done through the sport, and obviously best of luck to you, uh, not only at Daytona going for six in a row, but of course going for a championship yet again in 2023 in the Arkham Menard Series. Best of luck. Safe travels down to Daytona, and have a good time this weekend. Hey, thanks, guys, and thanks to MRN for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. That's Bill Venturini, owner of Venturini Motorsports. Again, the Brant 200 supporting Florida FFA this Saturday, 1.30 p.m. Eastern. You can hear the coverage on MRN. Coming up, Ron Silk discuss his win at New Smyrna Speedway and the World Series of Asphalt. That's coming up next on MRN's NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Wheelan Engineering. Wheelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, Sirens, controllers, and warning systems for the automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Wheeland products are designed, sourced, and manufactured in America and tested on site to meet the toughest industry standards. Wheeland Engineering, manufactured in America for over 70 years. We never left, and we're here to stay. Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And welcome back into NASCAR Coast to Coast presented by Wheelan Engineering. Now on the line from New Smyrna Speedway, just picked up the NASCAR Wheelan Modified Tour Series season opener at New Smyrna, part of the World Series of Asphalt. That is Ron Silk. Ron, congratulations. Uh, obviously, what a way to start your season after going winless last year running for a championship. Is the weight lifted off your back early as uh, now you kick things off with a big win? Yeah, it certainly feels really good. Um, you know, we, we had a great you know, a very good season last year, but on the tour, we just couldn't get over the hump and find victory lane. So um, I don't know, you know, the longer that goes, the more that pressure builds. So it's nice to get the first one out of the way and hopefully the second one will be a little easier. An absolutely fantastic second half of the event, especially the other night, uh, I think 35 laps to go. Things really started to heat up. I think there were five of you in a pack racing for the lead, kind of thinned out to, you know, you and Justin over the last couple circuits. But bring us through that last, I don't know, 25% of the race or so, because it was absolutely amazing to watch on Sunday. Yeah, it was uh, it was really exciting to, to be a part of. Um, you know, the race is just 200 laps is a pretty long race, and, and you got to make sure you're around at the end. So, um, you know, I would say the first 160, 100 and around 160 everyone was a little bit more patient but uh we all knew we weren't going to get any more tires at that point that was what you had was what you had so um i you know it was uh i thought it was you know from the seat it was a great race not not just because i won i thought that you know we raced really hard there towards the end and and uh put on a good show for for the fans and the people watching on flow so it was a really exciting victory for me and not only, you know, picking up the win in the in the tour season opener, but to have Ben Kennedy down there of NASCAR deliver the 1948 Cup Trophy. Obviously, NASCAR celebrating 75 years. The Modifieds, the oldest NASCAR-sanctioned division. What did that mean to you to have that trophy in your hands from Ben Kennedy as NASCAR kicks off celebrating 75 years this year? Yeah, I thought that was really cool. I thought it was awesome of, uh, of Ben to be at the race and, and uh, presenting the trophy. Um, it's a beautiful trophy. I can't wait to get it home, uh, w you know, with some of my other ones. But just a really satisfying win all around the 75th anniversary for NASCAR. Uh, I, you know, if I had to pick my favorite track, I would say New Smyrna is it. I've been coming down here and racing in the World Series for years. So um, really, really excited and happy to get our season started off that way. And, you know, that trophy in the 75th anniversary, the first race of the 75th season, uh, certainly uh, definitely means something special to me. That race for the tour on Saturday night at the New Smyrna Speedway. And uh, it has taken place now the last two years, acting as the season opener for the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour. So how big of a boost has it been for the tour to have the season open up down there where most of the competitors were anyway uh, running, you know, a five-night schedule during the week? Yeah, I think, you know, it, it, it's obviously a long travel from the guys from the Northeast, but I think it just kind of makes sense. A lot of us have been down here for years running this, the, you know, speed weeks, world series week, um, anyway. 
Uh, it's nice to get out of the Northeast when it's cold and during the winter. So I think it's great for the tour. I think, um, you know, we had a great car count the other night, 36 cars, I believe. Hopefully we can maintain something like that for the season and, and uh, keep going in a positive direction. Kyle mentioned it, obviously, and, and you've run the World Series of Asphalt for many, many years, 28 career wins. Uh, what's the plan for the rest of the week? I know we talked a little bit before we got you on the phone just about your schedule for the rest of the week. How many more races do you plan on doing uh, down there at New Smyrna before we head back up north and focus on the rest of the, the tour season? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm actually sitting at the racetrack right now. We got here this morning and uh, just getting our open car turned around for the rest of the week. Not sure exactly how long we're going to stay. We're definitely going to run uh, tonight and tomorrow night and uh, probably make a decision from there what we're going to do. Just uh, got a long tour schedule this year with a lot of travel. So, you know, all the guys on the crew, their their time off from work is limited. So we kind of got to be wise about how many uh, how many days we burn up in February. This interview being recorded early in the week before the, modif- the tour type modifieds take to the track on Monday night for five consecutive nights, of course, culminating with the Richie Evans 100 on Friday. Um, You've run all five, I think, in the past. How much of a grind is it for these guys, for these teams, to go five consecutive nights in a row, especially if if there's no rainouts to allow you guys to take a breath? Yeah, I mean, it's tough. I've been doing it long enough where where, we used to run nine nights in a row. Yep back when I drove for Eddie Partridge and we ran tour types and SKs in the same night. So you've run 18 races in, in nine days. Um, it's not as hard as it used to be, but I'd say as you know, especially me, I'm getting older. A lot of guys on the team are getting older. Five, uh, five nights in a row will, will definitely wear you out. You almost need another week once you get home just to rest back up and get back in the swing of things. Going back on the national tour, you just mentioned it, the longest uh, season in 20 years. I mean, talk to me about just the preparations for you and your team. Obviously, last year, or a, a new team for you. So what, what's been in like? Uh, can I get in the car ready? Obviously, kick and start, kicking things off on the right foot, but preparing for that 19-race grueling season here coming up uh, with uh, Richmond in March. Yeah, I mean, we spent the winter. Um, we built a new car, and, and we have two other tour cars, so you know, for 19 races, you're going to need that kind of equipment to kind of be circulating things in and out. You know, we worked really hard all winter to uh, get that stuff prepared and get ready. So it was nice to, to see it, uh, you know, pay some dividends the first time out. But certainly going to be a grind, a lot of travel involved for, for everybody. So, um, you know, hopefully uh don't have too many big accidents, mechanical fa- failures and stuff like that. And we can uh, just keep clicking clicking the races off and doing the best that we can. My final question for you, 19 races on the NASCAR wheel and modified tour, but we know there's a lot of other options up here in new England to choose from. You took part in a lot of those races last year, had a big win at the fall final at the Stafford motor speedway late in the, uh, in the year last season in September. Uh, how much other racing uh, do you plan on doing other than the NASCAR wheel and modified tour this year? I, you know, I plan on doing quite a bit. I definitely plan on attending the uh, the Spring Sizzler at Stafford um, with our open car with my tour team. I'm um, going to try and hit some of the, the tri-track races with uh, Stephen Kopsik's car. So I, I'm going to have a pretty busy year. Um, it's it's We're going to have – I'm going to be on the road quite a bit, but I'm looking forward to it. Anytime you get to be at the, the racetrack, it's, it's a nice getaway. It's better than being at work. And then obviously we all love to do this stuff. So there's nothing I'd rather be doing. 
And Ron, finally, as we look ahead to this year in the tour season, obviously the experience of running for a championship last year with John McKennedy and Justin Bonson, you're there at the end, kind of coming down to the wire. What did you learn from last year's season running for a championship that you could take with you now uh, as uh, now at least you got one win on your belt, but uh, to take into this championship effort and kind of the expectations for this year? Yeah, I mean, the expectations are to, uh, you know, compete for the championship again and, uh, you know, win, win some more races. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I've been, I've been involved in the, in the championship battle quite a few years. Uh, you got to avoid the big mistakes, obviously. But really but what kept us from winning it last year was we had the consistency to win. We just didn't win enough. We didn't win races to get the bonus points that come along with it. And I think over a 16-, 19-race schedule – the four bonus points that you get for winning the race, if you win four of them, you know, it's quite a number. It's 16 more points at the end. So that's uh, what we need to do a better job of taking advantage of this year. Well, Ron, we appreciate your time. Best of luck the rest of this week uh, down at New Smyrna, of course, and the uh, remaining season in the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour. We look forward to hopefully catching up with you down the road here this year. Yeah, thank you guys for having me on. Ron Silk, big winner in the opener for the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour down at New Smyrna, the 2011 Series champion, trying to go for two in 2023. We're back to wrap things up here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Wheel and Engineering. Whelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers and warning systems for the automotive, aviation and mass notification industries worldwide. Whelan products are designed, sourced and manufactured in America and tested on site to meet the toughest industry standards. Whelan Engineering, manufactured in America for over 70 years. We never left and we're here to stay. Well, Kyle, we've had some great guests. And how about Ron Silk picking up that big win out at New Smyrna? You can hear the confidence in his voice, but uh, there's still plenty of racing to go. I'd be curious to see if maybe that momentum from winning the tour race, maybe he doesn't stay for the rest of the week. What do you think? We'll see. Um, and, and that's, you know, he hit on it. You know, it's it's a grind. It's not the grind it used to be. It used to be nine nights um, Friday to the following Sunday. Um, but they've condensed it to five. It's still a lot for these teams, though. They start big fields. I mean, I expect... 30, 32, 34 car fields to take the green flag and you have to survive. Ron Silk, being the veteran that he is, uh, very capable of doing that. Matt Hirschman, last year's champion, very capable of doing that. Uh, and there's probably a dozen or so others that uh, will be in the mix when we get to Friday night's uh, finale for the week for the Modifieds, the Richie Evans 100. So, uh, But a great start to New Smyrna Speed Weeks with the, the Wheel and Modified Tour, second year in a row, full house, sold out they beat mother nature and we got a spectacular 200 lap event yeah we certainly did and for justin bonsignor we talked about it last week on the episode what was what was going to happen was he going to avoid disaster for a second straight year in a row he did coming up in the runner-up spot of course with matt hirschman your top three doug kobe in that uh, full-time effort for tommy baldwin finished inside the top five and fifth and a, a driver i mentioned the kind of one to watch this year that didn't pick up a win but made some noise in his uh his effort last year's austin beers coming home with a top 10 
Uh, Kyle, you can watch all the rest of World Series. Guess what? On Flow Racing, we talked about it, the home for NASCAR Roots Racing. So uh, I've got a lot of uh, racing to watch before we even get to Daytona, which is where you're headed this week. How excited are you kicking off another NASCAR season with the Motor Racing Network down at Speed Weeks coming up this week? Can't wait to get down there. I usually, like Ron mentioned a moment ago, can't wait to get to Florida because of the weather, but I'm leaving Connecticut uh, with it being 65 degrees here. So I'm only going to get a couple of extra degrees by the time I get to uh, t- to Daytona, but it's going to be a full week of racing here on the Motor Racing Network. Can't wait to get back out uh, to my turn position in turn number four. And at the same time, keeping an eye on all the activity uh, about what, 15, 20 miles up the road at the new Smyrna Speedway because it's going to be a full week, pro late models, super late models, uh, the Florida Modifieds, the Tour Modifieds. They've, they've had issues with Mother Nature uh, during its first weekend. Hopefully that weather pattern has shifted and it's going to be nothing but uh, sunshine here over the next uh, five nights or so. And, of course, the Motor Racing Network will be your home for all things Daytona as NASCAR kicks off its 75th anniversary season. Uh, when we record this show, we're going to be uh, among media day and things like that early in the week. But by the time this is posted, it's going to be time to go racing. And for Kyle, he's going to be awfully busy down there at the World Center of Racing. Thursday, it all kicks off uh, with the NASCAR Live Race Day at 6 p.m. Eastern time on the Motor Racing Network, leading into the tool the two, I should say, blue-green vacation Daytona duels out at Daytona. Again, that sets the lineup for the 65th Daytona 500. Friday, 5.30 p.m. Eastern Cup practice. Yes, practice. How about that? Uh, Craftsman Truck Series kicks off their season uh, with the next era energy 250 at 7 p.m. Eastern on MRN. Then we go to Saturday with final practice practice for the Cup Series at 10.30 a.m. for uh, the Cup Series. Then 1.30 p.m. Eastern time. The ARCA Menard Series kicks things off. We just heard from Bill Venturini, the Lucas Oil 200 on MRN. And then the beef, it's what's for dinner, 300 NASCAR Xfinity Series season opener. So a double dose of racing on Saturday before it all kicks off. The 65th Daytona 500 Sunday NASCAR Live Race Day at 1.30 p.m. Eastern time. So, Kyle, rest up the vocal cords. you got a lot of talking to do this weekend. <laughs> yeah, other than that, there's not much going on. So it's no. going to be a great weekend. Can't wait. We've been waiting for it now for what, 12 weeks. So here, here it is. Cannot wait. So be sure to be uh, make MRN your home for all things NASCAR here this weekend. But that does it for us here on NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Whelan Engineering. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Chris Wilner, Kyle Ricky, Kyle Safe Travels down to Daytona. We'll wrap things up next week with all things Daytona as we officially kick off the start to 2023. Until next time, thanks for tuning in to NASCAR Coast to Coast.